You're listening to Mostly Technical, which is brought to you by Lair Jobs, the official Laravel job board, and screencasting.com, where you can learn how to create high-quality screencasts faster than ever. Now, Ian and Aaron. Welcome back. We are back. Woo. Finally. It's been a few, been a few weeks. Exciting. Yeah, longer than I thought, actually. <clears throat> yeah. Back. Well, what's going on? We both had a lot going on, <laughs> but I think you a lot more than me. So yeah, um, so many, so many directions to take this. Uh, so I'm back at work. PTO, oh, PTO is over for now. Oh, um, I didn't realize that. So yeah, we have uh, we have 12 weeks of PTO, and I'm splitting mine seven and five. So ah. we just have to take it all within one year of the baby, or in our case, babies oh, being born. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's that. really good. Um, so, um, I got us through, you know, the break where the kids had, the big kids had no school and the holidays right. and all of that. And the big kids went back to school this week. And so I decided, all right, let's, you know, go back to work this week. Um, and then later on I'll take, I'll take the next five. Um, and that'll be, that'll be good. So we made it through, you know, we made it over the first hump, which is kids are little kids are. I think they're sleeping like four to five hours a stretch right now. Uh, so no solid. longer up. It's, it's better. No longer up every, you know, every three hours for an hour, which is just a beating. Um, How old are they now? How many weeks here? So November 22nd is when they were born. So okay. December 22nd. So not yet two months. Oh, yeah. So just maybe like six, six or weeks seven then, weeks. Yeah. Something like that. Um yeah so that's huge though from zero to six yeah. weeks they're totally they're totally different at six weeks than zero yeah like, they're much more time. real like they're sol- yeah. solidifying yeah so we still have we still have the night nurse coming maybe like three or four nights a week and so we do nice. get that kind of break every now and then um but when you know the night nurse isn't here yeah god just twins are so different than having a singleton i would imagine i've never had yeah. a single baby but, <laughs> but twin twins are so different in that both parents are required yeah. every every time the babies need to eat and so there is no like there's no like i'll feed them at three o'clock and you feed them at six o'clock it's yeah. you know, we're both feeding at 12 three and six um so having those hours get stretched out has been super duper helpful um yeah. still brutal you know still kicking the face but right. getting a lot better <laughs> So that much is good. Everybody's healthy, which is, you know, that's, that's the number one most thing. important. Yep. Yes. Yeah, just a close second after that is, is Aaron tired? And it's like, yeah, I'm <laughs> sleepy. So what's what's the deal there? <laughs> We've been loving these photos, though. Of you like sleeping of in random sleeping. places. Yeah. yeah, those have been keeping everyone quite entertained. Yeah, that accidentally became a thing. Uh because I guess I've just fallen asleep a lot. Yeah, my <laughs> wife, I think my wife finds it funny to take pictures of me, you know, asleep yeah. at random places. And then the right. funniest one by far was when I fell asleep at the gym and <laughs> my sister-in-law was there and she took the picture and texted it to Jennifer and said, I think your husband's having a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, she was... like come and do like just check you to see if you're alive. She's like, oh, she man, did. And just, she scared yeah. the bejesus out of me because she woke me up. And yeah. I was, you know, I had kind of like I took my computer because I was like, I'm going to like freaking do some stuff like free time, baby. And then right. I fell asleep. And so it was kind of accidental. And then I got woken up and it just I did the jump scare thing where I like woke up with a start. Um, yeah, I don't know. If yeah, like glad first she, glad six weeks the of the I don't know. First six weeks of the new babies is peak. Go go back to the gym time, I think. 
Oh no, I only went to the gym because they had childcare. So I wasn't planning. I wasn't planning on working out. I was like, (laughs) oh, maybe I'll work on my computer finally. Like I've got a free moment. There we go. No, no. Are you kidding me? Just activity for the little kids. No, nah, I haven't worked the, out in years. No. Why start now? Well, we talked about <laughs> yeah. this, I think, like on one of those last podcasts. So I was wondering yeah. about that. But okay, it was it was just yeah, a nice quiet. It was it was purely YMCA offers an hour and a half of of child care. So I took the big kids to nice. to the child care there. Right. Um Yeah, and then, you know, I fell asleep off eating and fell asleep next to a crib and just all sorts of good, you know? When you don't sleep, anywhere is a good place to sleep. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, kids are good. Family's good. Good. Life is good. Uh, Holidays were great. Um, Yeah, we're making it. There we go. Four kids. No biggie. Four kids. A lot of kids. A lot of kids under under three, turns out. I'm excited. Hopefully, the podcast is still going when you get the six. When you get the next round of twins, it'll be very exciting. See no what way. car you acquire then no to fit everybody. Way. It's going to be awesome. Well, one of the things about excited. having having like being a parent of multiples is people will stop you while you're out and about and be like, oh, I know somebody that. And so we've heard a couple stories. And one of them is um, somebody stopped us at a restaurant the other day and was like, are they are they all twins? I'm like, yeah, they're all twins. Um, she said, I have friends that had twins and then got pregnant with uh, quadruplets. What? So they they had a set <laughs> of two and a set of four, and somebody stopped wow. Jennifer, I think, at the hair salon, or no, because she didn't have the kids there. Maybe it was the grocery store, and um, said that they knew a family that had two sets of twins, and then a singleton, and then two more sets of twins. They ended up with man. nine kids. I don't know. I, I get the a lot of kids thing in the old days. It's like whatever, a couple are going to die right off the bat. You have like right, a farm or a whatever, farm, yeah. like, all right, yeah, whatever. The older ones are raising the younger ones. But in modern society, it's like, oh, man, having like six, seven kids, all the expectations you on you as a parent, all the no expectations on the kid, way. all the lack of expectations on the kids helping each other. Like, there's just a whole no different way. world that is just not set up for like you have six, no. seven, eight kids. I don't know. No, and, and just no, doing anything madness. in the world, obviously impossible. I'm um, already nervous about like having enough quality time with four children. Yes, uh, and imagine there are nine of them. It's like, I don't know how you get to know them each individually. So I don't think, you know, yeah, I, that's why it's a whole different thing, right? Like, I don't know if you do. I feel like you can't. Yeah. yeah I don't feel like I get enough yeah. time with my three. I'm like, how, I don't even know them. How do I do? <laughs> like, I haven't, I haven't gone to the doctor yet, but we're done at four. Right. That's, <laughs> yeah. Locking it up. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, Oh, when you go out with all the kids, now do yeah. you have a quad like stroller or is it two no. double strollers or what's the play there? Uh, I think in technical terms, we would call that sharding. So okay. each, each parent, <laughs> each parent gets two, two kids. So we have two double strollers. Okay. Now, well, importantly, um, importantly, they're all interoperable. We have like a mm. set of adapters that take, um, that like so we have a jogger and a, just like a more normal walking stroller and we've bought adapters for the jogger right. that allow the big kids seats to go on either stroller and the little kids car seats you can take directly out of the car and put on either stroller um oh, because okay. you just can't afford you just can't afford to have individual strollers for right. every set of twins everything everything has to be multi-purpose you gotta be able to hot swap right yeah yes. you don't want to have to move the special stroller around no 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 so the mini like, like and 
in the same way, car seats all have to be uniform. So in the minivan, right. we've got two big kids and two little kids. In the au pairs car, we've got the two big kids. And in my forerunner, we've got the two little kids. Right. So no matter who's going, who's going <laughs> where, it's like, all right, There's what car, car are you taking? Yeah, yeah, like mom can take either set. Dad can only take the youngest. Jasmine can only take the oldest. It's like, good Lord. <laughs> man, when you get to switching out the car seats too, like when they expire no. and stuff like that. Oh, man. That's the whole scam about there. The expiring yeah. car seats. Yeah. My... I think I, I got my hand slapped a little bit when my mother-in-law was like, you know, the car seats expire. And I was like, car seats don't expire. And she was like, Aaron, yes, they do. And I was like, oh, 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 oops. Sure, definitely they do. But wait, what do you freaking mean car seats expire? I don't buy. I'm not it's, not a, it's not a can of beans. It's yeah, going mean, to, it's plastic. And it's not like it's getting thrown from the car and rolling on the ground. So, like it should still be within the safety cage of the car. Like, I mean, I'm fine expiring a car seat once per catastrophic crash. Sure. I think once you crash, you should get rid of it. Yes. Get a new one. I'm fine with that. (laughs) When it crosses over the little stamped on date, I I don't know. I'm so glad we're out of car seats, man. Wait till you're out of car seats. You got a long way to go, but it's nice. And then, and then the whole, like, uh, who's allowed to buckle the toddlers in not not just like based on the toddler's preference alone like right. <laughs> which parent is she going to say yeah. no you have to buckle me in and it's like well you know that person's not here right now right. that person's inside feeding other babies so you yep. get dad that's all you get yeah when they, so they anyway get, <laughs> they get that opinionated age uh gets tricky boy don't they yeah yeah all right well that all sounds good um yeah, so that's all. I mean, I don't really have any news other than I was uh, fixed my database issue, which we can talk about. Yeah, I want to talk about that for sure. And then I just had a little round of COVID, so I'm just coming over that, Bummer. but yeah. uh, just about <clears throat> recovered. So yeah, so it actually kind of worked out, our little hiatus here anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, nothing too exciting. So we're just jumping into some stuff. We got, I will apologize. I'm going to apologize right at the top that there was like five or six people who emailed us which we didn't get back to. And a lot of it's getting into old stuff. So we're clean slate in the email, but I did read them oh, all. Oh no, Very I didn't much know about appreciate this. Them. Yeah, thanks uh, for emails. Ian is the forward. reason you didn't get one back. I just, I'm just finding out about it. So this is all on Ian. <laughs> yeah, thanks for, all thanks for your emails. Yeah. Totally my fault. So, uh, but thank you very much. So, all right, what should we start with? What do you want to do? Um, let's start with, uh, we could either start with the new shed quarters or uh, model should be strict. I think uh, I'm I'm primed on both of those. Uh, let's go. Let's go. Model should be strict, and then we'll okay. Do I love quarters. love model should be strict. So we'll hit us with your tweet. Technical. Yeah, yeah. So model should be strict. Uh, for those who don't know, is a Laravel uh, configuration option that you can put in your app service provider uh, that basically forces models. A few different things on the models forces them to not ever lazy load. And if you try to lazy load, it'll throw an error. And it also prevents you from accessing attributes that don't exist and setting attributes that don't exist um, on the models. And it'll throw an error, I believe, in those cases. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so uh, to me, when starting a new project, I throw that in there um, because I'm not a lazy loading believer. I am Correct. very much anti the, the lazy loading. And so if you just have it in there from the start, I think that's perfect because you can just never do it. You're just going to get errors and then mm-hmm. you can fix those errors. Um, obviously, if you're going to existing application, that's a little different and you might not be able to just throw that in uh, on full strictness. But for a new app, I feel like strict is the way to go. 
Uh, and you, I know you said you had some nuanced thoughts here, so I will be excited. Love the nuance. Yes. Have the nuance. All right. Okay. So you Let's you tweeted it. a picture of your app service provider, which was interesting. I do. I, I liked that. I want to see more uh, people's app service yeah, providers. Yeah. Not many people. Yeah. Po- come on, people. Get out there. Find my tweet and post your app yeah. service provider. There's all kinds of yeah. fun stuff with the app service provider. There really is. So you posted model should be strict as enabled. Um, model should be strict does accept an argument and you can set that to like um, basically is the app running locally and so you can say when when i'm local let it be strict or make it strict and when i'm in production we'll let it be looser um so model should be strict wraps up three different static flags i guess static pieces of configuration Um, model prevent lazy loading and then prevent silently discarding attributes and prevent accessing missing attributes. And so my nuance is, I think some of those should be enabled in production and some of them shouldn't. Mm. So I don't you think... Can, you can individually you can do, do them too. You so. can individually do yeah. it. And so I don't think model should be strict. Um, I don't think it should be used, frankly. So here's, mm. here's, my, uh, here's, here's my opinion. Hot take. Hot take. So I think the difference is um, preventing lazy loading is primarily an application performance issue, right? right? So if, uh, you know, basically prevent lazy loading is like protecting you from an N plus one thing. And if you have an N plus one in production, it's like, eh, that's not great, but it's not technically wrong. You should fix it, but your application still works. Your users don't get errors. Um, everything is still like technically correct, right? Potentially, yes. No, definitely. Why potentially? Well, well, because I mean, it can be so slow that it doesn't work or it takes 20 seconds to load or whatever. Like, you know, there, but yes, in your most general use case, that's within the bounds of normal distribution, it's still going to work. It's just going to be slow, right? Yeah. So that's primarily an application performance concern. However, Prevent silently discarding attributes and prevent accessing missing attributes are yeah. totally application correctness concerns. Right. So those are bug the one, yes, those are issues. those are behavior will go wrong potentially in a catastrophic way. And right. so I think the one that's easiest to uh, the one that's easiest to illustrate is the prevent accessing missing attributes. And this is, I, f- I feel like Taylor regrets putting this one in because it's been removed from the docs and it's kind of hard to find anything about. Um, mm. And it caused a lot of problems with like first party packages um, because they were doing some accessing like of missing they just attributes. assume it's there, right? Y- yeah. yeah, exactly. And so what this method does is like if you partially hydrate your model, so let's say your database table is like 150 columns wide. Which can happen, you know, if you've been running an app for 20 years, it can happen. And you're like, actually, I only need these four columns from my users table. And you pull those four columns back and like those four columns are first name, last name, email and is admin or whatever. And then in your application, you try to go access like um, a a column that you didn't pull back from the database. Laravel's not going to tell you, hey, you didn't pull it back. It's just going to say, oh, that that value is null. Right. And so to turn like to prevent that behavior, you turn this, you know, you turn this method on. And if you accidentally don't pull back the column that it says like is blocked or something, and then you go check to see is this user blocked? And it says, well, I don't know. It, it you know, it's null. So they must not right. be blocked. That's a total application correctness problem. And that's yeah. like 
that's a big, big deal. And yep. I think people are like, ah, you know, I don't want to throw an error in production if I access a missing attribute. And I'm like, yeah, you absolutely <laughs> do because right. that's a catastrophic failure if your if statement yeah. is checking for something that you didn't even pull out of the database. Right. <laughs> and so I think those two prevent silently discarding. And that's where you're like, hey, I'm going to set is admin, but I'm accidentally going to typo it. And Laravel's just going to say, oh, that column doesn't exist. I'll just silently discard that. It's like, right. no, 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 you don't want to do that either. Right. <laughs> so I think prevent silently discarding and prevent accessing missing attributes are application correctness and can totally hose you. So those need to be on in production. And then prevent lazy loading is like a performance thing. And that should be off in production. Because if one sneaks through, it's not a bad thing. And you can also log. If you turn it off, you can log missed lazy loads or like mm. when a lazy load violation occurs you can right. log it and like so you that. still get the benefit of like it showing mm. up in the logs in production in this weird dark corner that you didn't test locally so you're yeah. not you're not missing the information you're just not blowing right. up your application without without need so yeah that's my I nuance what do you think it is a it is a weird grouping probably to some degree like this this flag handling all three of those is maybe a little bit weird because yeah. they're not related uh, yeah. really. Um, so yeah, that is true. I, I don't know. I think, I, I mean, I don't really have a hard disagree with you there. Uh, definitely existing projects. You have to, you can't do the strict lazy loading. Thing yeah. I think that's a good nuance too. Um, for that, that's for sure. But I just feel like for a new project, I just feel like it's very, un I'd rather just have it on in the beginning. Um, how am I going to miss a corner? It's going to be very hard for me to miss a corner if I have it on from the beginning. Unless that is I just true. write some code that's like buried in a bunch of ifs and somehow I never get down to it or whatever. You never like, run it locally. <laughs> yeah, somehow I never run it even when I'm building the yeah. feature, like it somehow gets, right. gets through. But um, so I don't know. I feel like if I you're starting dynamic, fresh, it's like. Dynamic loading of relations, that could happen. Yeah. Yeah, potentially. potentially. And then. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I guess there is some nuances here of like, is this a worthwhile thing to be worried about? Right. Um, mm -hmm. For most people, probably not necessarily probably if you're just building not. like a side project thing and like, uh, or even an internal app where the load and mm -hmm. such is not significant. I think in my case where I'm doing this kind of next generation help spot, um, I know a lot about the load characteristics i know a lot right. about how many customers we have and how much it's gonna have to deal with and so i'm being quite uh parsnickety about performance um yeah. and so i definitely don't want any lazy loading but uh and this is how so here's a side a little side quest based on what you brought up which i think is quite interesting what's your thoughts on uh defining the select and what you return versus just letting eloquent star all always um and I don't know, what do, what do you think about that? I think in 98% of use cases, you should just run user where get and right. not muck around with the select at all. Honestly, like, and this is this is where I straddle, like, actually, this is where I'm an application developer and not a DBA, because, which is a weird, because I work at a database company and teach <laughs> for the database company, but I'm not yeah. a DBA. And yeah. I think that gives me a superpower that most people in the world aren't DBAs. And I don't like, I don't get lost in the weeds. All DBAs will say, um, don't ever use select star, only select what you need. Right. And it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, don't, we have more, <laughs> don't we have more important stuff to worry about? Like, I don't super care about that. I think the difference is 
in the case where you do end up with a really wide table that does have a lot of blobby columns. So you've right. got like a bio and a, you know, last whatever that's 50,000 characters and all of this stuff or a JSON column that's a megabyte. Right. The it's JSON like, columns are big. Now that everybody uses JSON can, colums, yes, that's a lot can of get really that's bad. more data, you know? Yes. Than people and expect. the problem, the problem is not even, or rather it's not only pulling the data back over the wire. It's also the database, at least my SQL, puts those really big blobby columns in a different spot logically. Right. And so like the row can only be so big in MySQL. And so if the column gets too big, that column is like reduced to a pointer and the big blobby stuff is stored elsewhere. Yep. And so my my point of view is if you're doing just like a CRUD app with normal stuff, just don't even think about changing the select because you do end up getting hosed potentially but if you have a long-running app with huge tables and blobby columns and you're like man i only need the first name and the email here what am i doing (laughs) definitely definitely change it and then you must uh turn on prevent uh silent Uh, no uh accessing missing for sure so yeah i'm not a purist on select star at all by any means yeah i'm sort of like on small things where you know it's a minor difference like yeah you're returning the created at timestamp you're not going to use it whatever exactly whatever i'm not gonna worry about it too much um but like for the main tables that are getting tons of action um Mm -hmm. i do return it um and this is really only for help spot like in other smaller things i built i don't worry about it and i just whatever star all who cares but um for something where i know there's just gonna be tremendous performance implications like it actually does add up when you're running hundreds of millions of queries. Like, Oh yeah. Because you know, the network latency is always the worst part of the database lookup. The, yep. And like you said, the disks. And then if you're on cloud infrastructure where the disk isn't your nice, fast, super on right. the server SSD, but it's, you know, a, a network hop of its own away from the server. Right. Um, so now you're going to the disk and then you got to go to the special spot to get the blob. That is and the totally whole thing. true. Like, and so if your database is, you know, if your database is, you know, 10 milliseconds away from your app server and now right. so all 100 of a sudden millise- you're at 30 you're like, milliseconds, 40 milliseconds yeah, for the one query. And now you've got more queries. And, and like, you're throwing this huge amount of data across a longer wire because right. it's not on the same box. It's like, yeah, there's, you know, you got to decide, is it worth it for you? Yeah. So there is, I think, some use cases where it's important to think about. And I think people don't ever think about it now. Nobody, like it just never comes up. Right? It. No. It's like nothing no, no, ever no. talks about that anywhere. Yeah. Um, and obviously for like 95% of the time, it's, yeah, you probably don't need to worry about it, but I think it yeah. is important to be aware of and think about at least that key, key queries in your application where they're going to get yep. run a ton where they're already maybe heavy um, and things like that. Like, do you actually need to return? Those four yeah. JSON columns every time totally. that you're not even using and, and things like that. Um, another factor is num like how large is the result set? If you're returning two right. rows every time, it's like ah, who cares? Yeah. If you're returning, you know, thirty five hundred rows, right? Because you That's have to do huge. some sort of post, you know, result aggregation on the app side yeah. or something, and you're just gonna ditch, you know. Uh, 3,500, you're just going to ditch like 30 meg of JSON right. once you get it back. It's like, what are you doing? Right, yeah. So Those things add up. So, all right. I think we're mostly yep. on the same page there. I think um, while we're here, mm, while we're yeah. here talking about your app service provider, yeah. uh, you have a morph map set up. Yes, yes. Love a morph I, map. I, you have to have a morph gotta map. Ha- See, this is gotta where, have <laughs> gotta a morph, have a morph map. map. Without the morph gotta map, have it's, it. it's chaos without the morph map. I will say, 
if we're if we're persnicketing, yeah. I would love to see you use enforce morph map. Uh, yeah, I, I wanted. I don't know why I didn't do that. I think I had a reason, but now I don't know what it is. So I should switch okay. it to enforce morph map. I think I do okay, want it. So we're, we're, I want it enforced. On, I think there was a we weird, want it. We need it. We need it enforced. I want to say I always feel like there was some kind of bug I hit or something weird like that. But maybe mm -hmm. I have to go back and look at it. Um, but I do want it to be so, enforced. Yes, I don't ever want for, it to accidentally shove in a no. class. And then have to undo that somehow. So All for right. the edification right of there. the listener, the, the 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 morph map is when you have like a polymorphic relationship. And by default, Laravel will put the fully qualified namespace in the database. So you'll look in your database and be like, what does this image belong to? And it'll say like app models comment, app models blog post. And you're like, man, guess I can't refactor those class names anymore because it's now, you know, it's now hard coded in my database. And so the morph map will say, hey, instead of putting the fully qualified class name in there, why don't you just put the word image or the word comment? Um, and then you're free. You've now broken that association. You're free to like change it. Enforce morph map says, hey, if I don't have a map for this model, I'm not going to just fall back to putting the fully qualified class name in. I'm actually going to throw an exception and you're hosed. And that's yep. what you want, for sure. That uh, yeah, is 100% what, yeah. what you want. Yeah. <laughs> and then there is so. another element, since we're on our performance kick. Um, if you use the morph map, then you can potentially oh, yeah. uh, store that in a character, a defined length character column, mm -hmm. like maybe eight characters or something, as opposed to just a bar car. And then again, you it'll stay on the on the page in the database uh yep. so it doesn't have to make a separate call out over to the blobby area where it just yep. shoves random strings and so that then will increase your performance on those queries too and again if it's like in a high performance location yep um where you're gonna have a billion rows or whatever like having only eight characters there instead of undefined long characters that it always has to go grab actually mm -hmm. adds up so okay uh, while we're volleying while we're just yeah. batting back yeah, and forth let's volley away <laughs> Sure. I enforce morph maps with tiny integers, unsigned tiny ints. Ah, that, I, I like your style, sir. I like your style. So I map, I map, you know, app models comment like to it. the number one, app I mean, models blog that. post to the number two. Then what that also, so everything you said is correct. Also, yep. additionally, um, you get smaller indexes because the whole yes. point is, the whole point is Laravel is going to put an index over the type and the ID. Um, and you want your indexes to be as small as possible. So you get more and more and more into memory as possible. Yep. And so if you have a tiny integer that ranges from zero to 255, which means you can have 255 models, which you will never have. Right. Um, you can fit all of that in, a, in an even more compact index. So enforce morph map yep. with a, an integer instead and you may see potentially microseconds of improvement. And you will, but I, so think about this though. People don't realize that uh, a tiny integer is a single byte, okay? Yep. And uh, even a eight character long car column is eight times four, so 32 bytes, yep. and then usually an extra for this for something else, overhead or something. So like 34, 35 bytes versus one. So it's one, th yes. 35 times bigger to have that string. Yes. And that's 35 times more data in your indexes and everywhere which else. Which so. should be in memory where, where <laughs> which you want them in the buffer pool does, if you're in my Which actually land. does matter, yes. yes. So, so I'm not, not talking about saving disk. Yeah, I'm talking no, about memory. Very, very important to have everything, all the indexes at least fit in the buffer pool. Yes. Um, yeah, and then, th so this is, a I go back and forth on this uh let's i'm gonna i'm gonna throw one back over the over yeah, the net yeah, we're volleying. ping pong so, let's go right along these lines 
so I'm a huge fan of the Anooms. I love the new PHP uh-huh. Anoom stuff. Like it's so good. I have Anooms mm-hmm. everywhere. And it's like, do I want though they're all backed because they all have to go to the all database. Backed. Gotta be backed. Yep. But are they back to a number or are they back mm. to a string? The numbers say, I mean, just tons of yep. bytes saved. Especially yep. in like our main the main table has like a whole bunch of things that are Anooms. Yep. And uh, it could be a tiny in and it would be one little bite. Yep. Or it's gonna be you know, but obviously it hurts the readability in some oh, places yeah. sometimes to have it that way. I don't know. What are you thinking? Right now I have them as string backed, but I'm I'm teetering. I'm yeah. probably gonna move it to integer back because it's so much more efficient. But I think my my first my first thought is I've never in my life heard it called an enum. Oh really? I don't know that I don't know that I've I've ever said What's it out official? loud. But I don't know if I've ever I said it. No, <laughs> in my head. I'm just now realizing What's in your I don't head? know that I've enum. An enum. Hmm. Enum. Is it enum. So I put it on the E and you put it on the Noom. Hmm. So I'm Enum and you're Enum. All right. That's wild, have to man. Tell us. That's comment wild. down below. Subscribe and comment. Man, and when yeah, you do, let us seriously. know. Seriously. <laughs> boost that engagement. Tell me what it is. Um, yeah. Okay. So I just. I know you were distracted now. You have no yeah. idea what I even said. Yeah. I don't know. It's great. Enums are awesome. Next topic. Okay. So um, I think um yeah it's a trade-off so for the uh for the user who is listening we're only talking about php enums i don't right. use database enums no. because i find them annoying not a um, believer not a believer they actually the database enums solve this problem in that you get the mm. readability of the string oh, but the underlying it. storage is actually mm. an integer but the huge Ooh. drawback is you have to alter the table um right. to, to add a new it. option yeah. which is like what a freaking waste um so i i think i personally prefer um shoving it all in there as an integer and dealing with the readability thing but that's just so personal because i'm not like if i'm you know i don't code at planet scale so i don't have to i'm not on a team anytime i'm doing stuff like this i'm just doing it myself and i don't have a huge habit of like doing um a lot of reporting or an anal analytics analysis that's the word analysis um just like from table plus right and so if i were you know if i were doing a ton of raw sql analysis and i'm always like well f like what does one mean here and what does two mean there i would get probably frustrated but most of the time it's the application that's talking to it and so i don't super care yeah I mean, we're not in the database that much, you know, sometimes you're in there to help a customer with something or whatever, but most of the time, and even that all oftentimes is like some admin panel or whatever you're interacting with. Right. So it doesn't, it still doesn't matter. Um, and it's just so huge. Cause it's like, if you have five of those columns and each one's taking 40 bytes when they could take five bytes. So if 200 I bytes know. instead of five, that's a lot of memory and memory it's is expensive. Nothing. That's what you're paying for. That's the big dollars is to get the memory. For. Yep. I mean, there are, I don't know. I I don't know if at this point it's worth it, but you could do a strict four character column with a care set or char set or car set that is, (laughs) that is uh, less expensive than UTF eight multi-byte because those are four bytes per character, but there are some that are three. I think, I think with single store, it's all UTF eight, but Uh, maybe in MySQL it's not, I don't recall. Yeah, I guess, I guess you change a car set, but uh, can you change a car set on just a column i guess you can, you can. Mm-hmm. okay because you could have a binary you could have a binary car set on a column and that's mm. just raw well, raw bytes. you could also get into like yeah flip flipping flags on bit 
Hell poems yeah. or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how any of that stuff works. That stuff is all. It's too I much. Got video, I, I got a video on that. Go to the Scale <laughs> channel. I got a video on storing storing flags in a single integer column using yeah. bit masks. Right. Totally unhinged, completely right. unreadable. You want to talk about unreadable? Yeah, that's When you go unreadable. to a column and you look at it and it says 17 and the row below it says 16 and the row below that says like, uh, what's another one? Nine. And you're like, what do any of these numbers mean? <laughs> Means nothing. That's really interesting. So yeah, the yeah. Planet Scale channel has a, a video on that that I find very interesting and probably a, a bad idea. Yeah, that might be that might be a step too far in the maximum yeah, I think efficiency uh, I think it is. direction. If you're doing um, that, you better have a good reason. Right. And at that point, I'm just trusting that, like, you know exactly what you're doing because you're reaching for a really esoteric solution. Right. Yeah. You're at some very crazy scale where you, you're you you're exactly. trying to eke out every little minutia ounce of performance. Exactly. So I'm not all the way to that. Um, all right. Shed quarters. If we don't have another database column back and forth here. Shed quarters. All right. Shed so, quarters. Let's do it. <clears throat> Ian. Mm. Four kids. Yes. It's a lot of kids. Yes. It's too many. It's a lot of kids. It's too many. It's just enough. It's just enough, but it's too many. (laughs) Um, So, you know, when we found out we were having another set of twins, we moved out of the house, sold the house um, Mm. to which the shed quarters had become fundamentally attached, right? Mm. There's a world in which I move it, but I think we got more value from selling it than we did. I would ever get from moving it. Yeah. Um, So we moved into the rental where we currently live right now. Mm -hmm. And, uh i am in a nine by nine room that directly through these glass doors is I made that the dining too. room glass doors terrible yeah. idea terrible. so it's like our our single we don't have like a formal dining in a normal dining is what are we we're not right. the the vanderbilt we have one style. dining room right, yeah right. <laughs> so the kids sit right there you know when they're eating and they're you know screaming at the toys and stuff like that not, it's like not optimal not optimal. And now there's two more of them that, you know, she's out here in the living room feeding. And I don't want to be like, hey, you got to go in the back where it's, you know, darks because I'm I'm working out there. It's like, no, that's <laughs> well, let, me, let me interject here for one second. So when we <laughs> okay. started Help Spot and the company, we had a condo and we had no kids. And it was two level, nice little condo. And my office was like in what the dining room. So it was like a desk yep. in the dining room and then the little four like dining room table thing. And we had our first kid and Jamie would be in the living room, which was right next to all this, like playing with the kid, doing whatever. And then if I had a phone call, because I was just doing support too, yep. and I was answering uh-huh. the phone. And we'd have this thing where we, <laughs> I don't know how we got calling it this, but we started calling it illegitimate family. And so I'd be like, <laughs> illegitimate family. And she'd be like, okay, she'd scoop up the kid and like run upstairs to like the farthest oh away bedroom. Gosh. So that like he's crying I and yelling it, or yes. whatever. And I'm like, I'm yep. on the phone. And this is all like, a million years before COVID and everybody works from home and you just expect right. people to have people in the background. Like, you know, it's like a business. Yeah. I'm being formal and businessy. Right. And it's like, right. no, we got to like run away with the child. Cause there's like not enough room in this place. To have stuff yeah. With, uh, Illegitimate zones. family. Hysterical. Illegitimate family. Yeah. It was very Yeah. Funny. Anyway, continue yeah. on. So you got uh, glass that's, doors. That's what, yeah. Glass doors. I've done the best I people can. People yelling. People, treatment, people yelling. People screaming. Also, right. um, like it's very, very nice to be able to walk out and like, say hi to the kids and play and laugh but they're also getting the big ones are getting to the age where it's like oh dad's out come jump on the bed with us and i'm like right. i really i can't do that right now yeah then um, that's its own issue yeah yeah and that like yeah so um we jennifer and i started talking and i was like i don't think i can work in the in the house anymore 
And she was like, I think it would probably be better for you to not because part of the problem is if I'm going to record videos, my windows are so small, like while they're napping, if they nap and then at night and a lot of it, frankly, has become record at night. And that's just I don't have the same energy to do that now that I have these other two that I'm feeding at night. Right. So I got to get my work done during the day like a normal person. (laughs) And so I started thinking, like, why? What what could I do here? Like, what what are the what are what are the common solutions? Like, what is common to man? Right. I would go get an office, right? That is right. very normal. I, I would be so boring if I did that, right? So I went and looked at uh, a few offices and emailed some people. Office space is expensive. Yeah, it's very you have, like very co-working expensive. nearby. Or, like sometimes so there's co-working. co-working. Yeah, there's co-working and there are Both offices pricey, in co-working. Though. The yeah. problem is um, the problem is I need a lot of space, right? Because right. I've got I've got to set up cameras and I've got to set up lights and I've got um, a bunch of very expensive equipment that I need to keep in this place. And so that's yeah. an issue on its own. And so I'm, you know, I'm emailing like uh, like Regis is a big like rent your mm-hmm. own office kind of conglomerate. And they're like, you need an office for one person. Great. We have a, you know, an eight by 10 office. Now that's what what I'm in now, and I'm barely like I'm barely yeah. making it. Tell me like tell me what a ten by twenty is. And they're like, oh, so you want six desks in there? What? No. <laughs> and of course, you know they price it out for a company that's trying to house six people. So I'm like right. this is stupid. I don't need to do this. I'm a I'm a very I'm a very creative person. So I started looking at apartments. Mm. Oh, I, I wouldn't have looking, thought that. Look at I that. started looking at apartments near okay. nearby our house. So the closest office was like 15 to 20, 25 minutes away. Very expensive. Right. The closest apartments, Ian, are three minutes from our house. Literally Holy three minutes. Cow. Dallas is blessed or cursed with an abundance of sure. apartments. We got apartments everywhere. Like a little, it's not what do they call this? It's like Pierre de Tet or whatever. It's like when you have a, yeah. like your house in <laughs> the city that, and your house in the country. I don't country. know what that means, but I think that is actually exactly <laughs> what it's called. Um, uh, and so I started, I went and toured a bunch of apartments and I was like, hey, apartment guy, here's the deal. I want a studio apartment because I'm not going to, I'm not going to live right. here, man. Yeah. And he was like, what do you mean you're not going to live here? I'm like, I, <laughs> I'm going to be the best neighbor you- ever. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to be here from <laughs> nine to five when everyone is gone. And then when everyone's home, I'm gone. Yeah. So. I told him like, hey, I make a lot of I'll make a lot of YouTube videos. I have, you know, a full time job. It's not like I'm going to be bringing, you know, I'm not going to be holding meetings here. It's literally just me. But I need a big space, a safe space. Um, I need like a place where I can set everything up and leave it. And so I toured I toured maybe six different apartment complexes and I signed a lease for an apartment. I've got an apartment now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know i love that you the a huge upside though is like a, you got your own kitchen you got your own bathroom like Dude, it's very nice yes yes versus so co-working. the apartment and i um i'm i'm gonna tweet this today and so by the time people are hearing this hopefully they've seen it on twitter the apartment is going to be called the planet scale studios so <laughs> oh, there we go it, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a permanent video setup in so it's this is actually a one bedroom because at this complex, it was cheaper to do a one bedroom than the studio at the other complex. And I was like, mm. what do I care? I just want the cheaper one. Yeah. Um, so it is a one bedroom. And so I'm going to set up every all the lights. And I got a new camera. I got some different lights. Ooh, I'm like camera? Up, upping, upping the production I quality. I got, I got a, um, 
I got a Canon R6. No Sony? You didn't go Sony? No, I'm staying Canon family. So new camera, bigger lights, better lights, better desk, nice. better backdrop. So I'm upping the, the bed? whole. You got to set the bed. There's no bed. I'm not going to have Wait, a bed. You got to have a bed. No, there's no bed. You got a bedroom. The bedroom is for the bed. No, you guys the bedroom is for the studio. This way, either one of you could go bail and crash at, at this no, place no, no. And, that's actually, and get a that's actually, time. That's actually one of the rules is... Uh, she was like, I think this is a great idea. You can't leave me alone and go nap. And I was like, well, yeah, she that's, can, no, she that's can be the one who, who goes and bees alone. Okay. We'll, we'll talk about, yeah, we'll talk about potentially a, a nap couch. There's, there's no couch, room for a bed. The whole, well, what's the in the holes, living room? I don't know. Second set or something. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Set. Oh, man. Yeah. All yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're, we're doing okay. a whole thing. So All right. at the Planet Scale Studios, I'm going to. Is this corporate I, sponsored here? Is this, is this like official? Or is it semi? This is this is this is official. This is the official Planet Scale okay, Studios. I like it. Yeah, I like it. And so I'm building out a new set, um, and I'm gonna set. You know, set, I'm gonna like try to hang the lights from the ceiling. It's gonna be kind of fun because mm. it's like you can't really do a lot in an apartment. Like you, right, you're not you allowed like, to like totally screw stuff to the wall. Right. <laughs> um, so it, it's gonna be a fun a fun project. Um, but so benefits are it's gonna be so quiet. It's gonna yeah. be so quiet. You know, everybody everybody's at work during the day i'm going to be at the apartment during the day um the good news is i was completely forthright with the leasing agent and he was like yeah i don't that's fine i don't care like yeah. you're going to be a, you're going to be a good tenant that's fine in the lease it says you can like perform business out of there provided it is like a work from home business and you're not having people come and yeah. i imagine they added that once you know covid hit that was like right. yeah you all work from home right. <laughs> um, so i'm i'm well within my lease rights um it's going to be very quiet and then yeah i've got my own bathroom i've got my own kitchen um and so this is going to unlock this is going to unlock a a new like a new vector for healthy living for me. Cause you know, I tweeted about it, but I've been in a lot of physical pain recently, which we can talk about later, but this is going to be like, okay, instead of leaving the house every day, because you want to get out of the freaking house and going to pick up, you know, Chipotle, Chick-fil-A McDonald's, mm, just yeah. cause you, you need an excuse to get out. Right. You can like, you can like make lunches in, in the quiet kitchen right. where you're not feeling like I've got to get out of this house. Yeah. And so um, for, for a future show, I'm, be I'm going to be a smoothie guy. I'm becoming smoothie guy. Oh, I've done because, some rounds on the smoothie. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I eat kind of like, you know, if you have a 12 year old nephew, that's basically how I eat. <laughs> like, I, I kind of just want Getting a hamburger that, or some man. chicken. Getting yeah, old. some chicken nuggets, like maybe some pizza. That's basically right. what I want to eat all the time. Probably not optimal. like you, you give me an avocado and I'm like, I'm not touching that. Can you send it back? <laughs> I, got, I got some avocado on my on my quesadilla. Can you send oh, it back? Yeah. And so, you know, I've started doing these smoothies over the break as a way to like hopefully change my diet a little bit to decrease mm -hmm. maybe pain and inflammation a little bit. Ian, you, you can, can put a lot of in a stuff in there. Yeah, you, you can put anything that. in there. Spinach, you always put spinach is just baseline. You spinach, put spinach, avocado, all, all kinds of stuff, all kinds of random crap. Yep. You can just like put it in there, and you put a glob of peanut butter, and you're like, mmm, peanut butter smoothie. You can. <laughs> just, I will it say, all just you goes do, away. You do have to be a little bit careful if if you have a weight loss goal. I don't know if you have a weight loss goal, but if you have a weight loss yeah. goal, you can make a smoothie that's like 1500 calories, you can overdo and you're it. still yeah. hungry at the end. You're like, okay, yeah. I had the smoothie. Because, yeah, like once you put a bunch of peanut butter and avocado and this and that, like, yeah, it's totally like super calorie filled. But yep. yeah, I love smoothies. They're awesome. Get some good protein powder. I like the naked protein powder. Naked. Something yeah, I think we actually got good. that. Yeah, I got some yeah, unflavored protein powder for it. Um, yeah. yeah, my wife has been running the show on that. She's the boss and she just nice. like hands me a smoothie and I'm like, 
what's in here? And she's just drink it. And it's great. <laughs> and I love it. Um, yeah, I like so that's going to that's gonna open up because I'm going to have a refrigerator there. What, what am I going to, what am I going to put in? I'm right. just going to put, you know, bags of frozen fruits and veggies in the, in the yeah, freezer. That's, that's perfect. Awesome. So it can just sit there. It doesn't go bad and all that stuff. Exactly. You just need like some milk or almond milk or whatever you're going to put as yep. a liquid and that's it. Or water. Even. Yep. So, and then this is, this is just, I, I'm, I'm blowing my own mind here. Apartments have gyms. Oh, free gym membership. Apart, apartments have gyms. Genius. I'm going to, I'm just going to be able to walk downstairs. So I'm going to take, you know, 10 minutes to make a smoothie at lunch. Ah, what if I take another 20 to walk downstairs, do a little bit of workout, come back, crush some yeah. videos. I think you should. How's that I think sound? you should, you should absolutely try to take lunch. I think taking lunch is underrated. Um, take lunch because you're going to work, you know, I know at least that you have been doing this. And I assume you're going to continue somewhat like you're working at night. Working yeah. after the kids go to bed, right? So, like, when yeah. you work straight through and you don't even take lunch, and then, like, yeah, you get your couple hours at home with the kids, and then you go back to work after everybody's sleeping. Yeah, like, that lunch break is kind of huge. So, like, yeah, if you got some exercise in it, yeah, yeah, like, even just a walk, like the the apartment complex will still be it would be a good place just to even walk, like, just literally take your smoothie and yep. like go That's walk around the complex, point. like, yeah. for thirty minutes, listen to an audiobook or whatever. That's podcast. a great point. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, so I would try to fit some of that stuff in. But uh, yeah, that's, I mean, it sounds, I love this plan. And it's uh, cheaper I, than the office quotes that I got. <laughs> it's cheaper, the, all of these amenities, and it's cheaper than getting an office in some boring, soul-sucking building. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you'd want to be out office on your own. I like, my setup here is nice because I have my cousin and my brother, so it's like some human interaction. But just to like be... Just to get an office office where you're just straight by yeah. yourself, I think is pointless. Um, the you know, in a co-working space is at least adds a little human interaction, which is probably good. Yeah. But at the same time, you're at a point where like your time for human interaction right now is limited mm-hmm. um in terms of like yeah. making new friends and stuff like that. So I've I've never no, probably not been optimal years right since I've made point. a new friend. What do I need <laughs> yeah. a new friend for? So uh yeah. it's probably not a huge concern right now. So no, what's your plan gonna be? Are you trying to go there all day? Are you gonna do half days? No, um, it's all day. Okay, all day. Yeah, all this right. is like I, I leave the house to go to work like it's the nineteen fifties. Okay. Yeah. What uh I guess you still have the au pair at home, right? During the day. We do. Correct. Okay. Yes. So that's good. Yeah. So you have, there's, there's some help there and you're only three minutes yeah. away if you needed to. I'm only three minutes away, provided everything melts down or yes, whatever. Totally. Yeah, come back. And maybe, lunch, you know, maybe I do come home for lunch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a huge um, thing too. Like eating at home is always better. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but so t- I'm a big eat out guy too, but uh, eating at to home, eat you're, you're always better when you're eating at home. Yes, you're always just for sure. better in every way. Um, yeah. Uh, I like this plan. I think people are going to be surprised. So I think so. Yeah, I'm, I'm so uh, excited. It's it is just like it just is. It's just got my name all over it. It's just yeah. like <laughs> weird enough that people are like, "What are you? You're doing what, man?" Right. But it's just like it's it's giga brain. It's like, yeah. oh, dude. And we didn't even cover the last amenity. Apartments have pools. Oh yes, that's true. You could bring your crew Apart- there, and boom, I could bring time. my crew there in the summer. I love this. Idea. I basically, I basically just got a country club membership. I was just gonna say it's a country club. Yeah, yeah. I like this. Like yeah. if I were if I were a wealthy man, I would have an office and be a member of a country club. <laughs> Instead, I have an apartment. <laughs> but it's just as good. It's better. It's just as good. At a country club, you don't have a private area all to yourself anywhere. You're, I know. You know. In the locker room or whatever, like 
I know like, you got your own space here. So, oh, man, yeah, so I kind of I kind of freaked out and was like, I got to get out of here. I'm going to go look at offices, was disappointed by the price and the the benefits and then was driving actually was driving home and thought, well, there's six apartment complexes right there. I wonder what Boom. I can pull off there. And it was cheaper. So, so do you have it? Are you in? Or are you not uh, in yet? The lease has started. After we get off this call, I'm going to get the keys. Oh, man. Wow. Today All is right. literally the day. Yeah. We're going to have update images. Oh, there's going to be so many updates. There's going to be so many pictures. It's yes. going to be great. I wasn't uh, be in so the awesome. Aaron Francis fan club for the original Shed Quarters build out. For the Shed so Quarters excited, era. Yeah. Uh, for, to, to get to experience this now. Yeah. This is... This it's content, baby. It's such good content. <laughs> Everybody it's loves a home content. office. People love a yes. good home office story. Yes, and it's going to be great. It's going to be great for Planet Scale because it's literally going to be you know when I announce it on Twitter, this is the new Planet Scale Studios. Yeah, it's like cool. how cool is that? Oh, like, you know what a, you need to get if since you have corporate sponsorship, you need to get one of those custom uh like uh LED neon light things, like the Planet Scale it. Studios or something. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're you doing it. That. Yep. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, awesome. we're doing it, and that's going to be an ever-present fixture in the backdrop. Is right. a custom, a custom planet scale LED. It's it. so cool. Uh, that's going to be sweet. I'm so freaking pumped. I like this. This is yeah. This is great news. Isn't this wild? What did you yeah. expect? Did you expect apartment? Uh, no. I I figured. I wasn't sure. It seemed you seemed uh, tricky about the talking uh-huh. about it, right? So I was like, we well, can't just be like. I know you're renting. So you're not going to yeah. build something like maybe it's right. like a RV that you're going to park back there or something. Oh, that that's not really great for the video unless you really got, yeah. I mean, some probably would work, but I don't know. Oh, like, that would be expensive, but that would be yeah, something, some kind of like trailer that you can like move more oh, easily yeah, totally. with the idea yeah. that you're going to move it or, um, but yeah, apartment. I like this. This is way better. I think this is, I think you nailed it. This seems yep. optimal. Hopefully you have a good neighbor and not some, some crazy neighbor. I know. But, hopefully uh, I don't have a neighbor that's also home from nine to five. Yeah, and or just they're likes loud or something during the day. Yeah. yeah. Something. Or they have, they have six kids and the walls are thin. So exactly. There's, there's a yeah. few risks here. There are, um, there but, are definitely a few risks. But I and think I, it should I, be fine. When I, when I told my a few of my friends I was doing this, they were like, dude, have you ever been to an apartment? It's so loud. And I was like, okay, so hang on. First of all, this is a good, like it's a good apartment complex. Right. Like it's not, yeah, it's... it's not the cheapest one in Dallas for sure. Right. Also, I think, I think I'm, I'm basically working the reverse schedule as everyone else. Right. So my, my understanding or my, my guess is that the frustration with apartments being loud is at night when people are watching TV and screaming at the right. TV or on the weekends when they're at the pool dorking around and listening to music of the youths. Right. And so I'm, I just don't think I'll be there during those times. So that's my hope. I could be proven hysterically wrong and that would be good. It'd be a huge one too, but you're definitely most of the year will have kids will should hopefully be in school. And so that shouldn't be too much of an issue other than maybe summertime or whatever. So yes, totally. Yeah. I think the risks are, are low. Yeah. So I like it. So cool. exciting. So yeah, look forward uh you Ian, look forward to a tweet. Everyone else, hopefully you saw my tweet uh yeah. by the time you hear this. <laughs> All right. So then during our hiatus here, you also said you're doing a static site package. Like what the hell is going on? Are you doing oh, no, don't stuff? bring me a- don't bring those curse words at me. You're so frustrated. What the hell? <laughs> so here's the deal. I was on, Come on. Uh, how much stuff can on... you do? No, not not too much. Not a, right. not enough. Um 
I was on uh, what's it called? Over engineered with Boss Man Chris. Um, I didn't listen to that. I should listen. How did you know that I was doing this then? I, don't know, I think I saw it on Twitter. No? Oh man, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not. It's it's really not. Uh, one is it hasn't even been started. Besides, like coming up with a dope <laughs> name for yeah. it that I can't share now. Um, oh boy. So a dope name and some branding, mm-hmm. and the the idea here is that like I think I can offer a way to build static sites with vanilla native full on Laravel, and then have like really strong first party integrations to the static site hosts. Mm. Such that um, you're like, all right, I built my site. Now I want to run it on Netlify. And you can just say, deploy Netlify. And it'll handle like um, setting up, uh, you know, redirects based on how the Netlify platform works. Maybe that's middleware. Maybe that's a configuration file. Maybe that's edge middleware. Um, Setting up like OG images and syntax highlighting and getting it all deployed, that kind of stuff. And like having it as a GitHub action as well. And so it's really not, it's not something like, nuxt or next where it's this huge framework on its own it's kind of this package that's like hey build out everything you want with you know route model binding and then we will figure out all of the final urls and we'll construct a package um that is conforming to any of these you know 10 different first party um static site hosts from github pages to cloudflare pages to netlify to vercel and then we'll just push it out there um, and here's a github action to do it so It's not huge. I think it is pretty cool. Um, and we'll see when it gets done. Could be something that goes back burner. I could foresee. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And could be could be something that's like, basically, I build it and use it myself. And then that's how anything ever gets pushed on it is like, oh, I need this now. And I'll, I'll build right. that out myself, too. Um, I know you have you have so many problems with my static site that you're like, I don't, I don't think this is a good idea, but I think it's a great idea. <laughs> no, I, I don't think that. I think, I don't know if it's a good idea from your time perspective. Like, I don't know if this like pushes screencasting forward. Does it push yeah, the YouTube channel forward? Not. Like, probably whatever, not. I think it will help. That's one of the things I'm discovering about um, making YouTube videos is I need to, personally, I feel like I need to have real projects from which to pull right. interesting I was tidbits. Gives um, you something to do. Yeah. And so this is like a, this is like a, content muse kind of um so we'll see like i, I said like you i need to came pick up a with database the... project then you need some kind of heavy database thing well yeah for for the planet scale side right, yes yeah. but for the personal right. side i need some laravel it stuff too. as much yeah um so yeah so like i said i haven't actually started on it but it's cool and i've got kicking a great around. name for it it's kicking <laughs> great around. name is important you got the good domain, great name's important name that's, yep. That's, yep you're halfway there I'm halfway there, um, so look for it in 2025. All right. So the other item we had on the list was my database woes of the yes. MySQL and out of control memory and all that stuff. Yeah, and it so sounds like you like cracked it. Eight weeks of that or seven weeks of that or whatever. Freaking insanity. This is the, the sad part of SaaS where you think it's all happy and fun. It's not happy to babysit a database server for two months. Yeah. But we are over it. We figured it out. Um, yeah, it was basically... We're going to get super esoteric, but there's this thing called table, table open cache. I've which never is how heard many... of this in my life. <laughs> so there's table open cache, which is how many tables you can put in the cache when like the table definitions, the, the database system stores. Uh, okay. And then there's, you can have a set number of instances of that cache and the recommended amount in the documentation is one per CPU, which is what we had. So we had 10,000 tables 
set as the cache. We had 16 for the number of instances of that cache. We had tried making the, the open table cache lower and higher down to like 500, up to 20,000, like everything in between. Didn't impact anything. Okay. But the number of instances apparently did because when we dropped it from 16 to 4, everything was perfect. And it all worked magically and everything's really? fine. Um, to change that is not dynamic. Open table cache is dynamic. Open table cache instances or table open cache instances is not dynamic. So you have to restart the downtime. server. Uh, we can actually do without downtime now because Amazon launched uh -oh. this new thing, which is actually pretty cool, called a blue-green uh, migration. So you can basically build a clone of your environment, and then it'll just DNS switch over when you want, and the clone yep, can have cool. different parameters set. So we were able to do it. It just costs money, but it doesn't cost downtime, so we were able to do it with no downtime. Um, but it was annoying. And it's something I didn't change initially because it was annoying, and the doc said you shouldn't really have to. We were set up appropriately. But mm -hmm. MySQL 8, docs, whatever, nobody cares. So change this, and it's memory's a flat line, server's super stable, everybody's happy, everything's fast, everything's wonderful. So how in the world did you did you find this? Was this Percona? Had they seen this before? Yes, or was this Percona. just like No, amazing. they hadn't seen it before. So the good <laughs> the good news is Wow, good for them. It was Percona. After paying okay. them lots of money, they did find yep. it, which is good um and yeah he just taught us change after like several i mean we had been working with them for several weeks because the way they do it is like four hour chunks over different days spread out it's not like the guy just sits there with you for right. two weeks straight like it's all spread out which i guess makes sense because sometimes you're changing something and then you're gonna wait and see two days what happens right yeah. so like they spread out when the, the old, the old guess and project. check method huh? right yeah so <laughs> so anyway he had us do this and uh we did it over it was a pretty good time for downtime if we were going to have any, which we didn't, but it was over Christmas or something like that or yeah, whatever. Anyway, we, uh, we switched it over and it worked. So yeah, the guy, it was the guy's recommendation. I had seen this. It is the only setting in the entire MySQL configuration documentation that even talks about memory usage and that this setting can impact oh, memory good, usage. Yeah, so that is a little off. hint there. Yeah. Um, but so anyway, so it fixed it. Brutal. And we're back back online so you're back online and you're migrating to single store is this what i'm hearing no we're not migrating to single store so i haven't talked about this on here much yet but yeah next generation help spot which is going to be a clean slate will use single store ground but, up rewrite uh, yeah ground up rewrites oh and, gotta cover that one day yeah we'll be talking more about that i'm sure over time it's gonna take like a year so it's uh, we got yeah. we can it'll be sprinkled in as i hit stuff and we'll Perfect. go into it more but um we are gonna pull we're gonna pull a page out of the dhh playbook which is Ian. i know it's crazy talk um existing customers which are on help spot five uh, -huh, uh, uh -huh. they can stay on there forever if they want to so like wow. we'll keep that stack up that's that has this existing mysql issue like whatever that stack can just stay up they can stay on there um i think a lot of them will eventually want to move to the new version and so we'll have a way to do that of course but uh but this way, it also frees us up to do some different things because it's just like right. a lot we've learned just in 20 years. and different product at that yeah, point. Yeah, I want stuff to work differently than it did right. in the current help spot. And so this way, there's a little bit less pressure there. It's like, I think it's better this way, but if you don't like it or you don't want to relearn it and you're very happy with current help spot, mm -hmm. then you can just stay on current help spot and you don't have to change at all. And that's fine. Um, but if you want to change, then if you like these new ideas, then you know we have the new platform that implements yeah. those. So, yeah, and Man, it's that's crazy store. that you love DHE, 
DHH so much now. That's wild. So he has some good ideas. Huh, all his ideas crazy. are bad. <laughs> that's so interesting. So we'll see how that goes. That'll be a whole wow. interesting that's thing. A big, that's a big move. Um, yeah. Not only a ground up rewrite, but a different database technology. Yeah, a whole different database structure too. Because current, I think we've talked about this before, but we have a database per tenant now. Right, yeah. And it'll be uh, more traditional. Centralized. IDs, yeah, single tables. Um, Great. So that'll be a whole thing. I mean, a single store does like shard it and all that stuff for yeah. you. So it's yeah. a little bit kind of like the current setup in some ways, but it's managed by the database platform instead of right. by us. Um, and if you, so, get, yeah. if you use that single store Laravel driver, you'll be using my handiwork. I, I, I do use it. So you have to use it. Great. It's spectacular. It's excellent work on your part. That. It's got yeah, everything you that. need in there. It's so good. I hopefully they, um, I don't think I think somebody's still maintaining it. I don't think it's you. Well, though. Sure you as heck is not me. Let's just make sure that's <laughs> make sure that's on the we record you, in case, man. in case you. Holly is listening. I haven't touched that since I got hired by Planet Scale. Oh, that is for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess we're in a little bit of a conflict of interest. Oh uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't know. Is that really true though? It's sort of true. So all right, I, um, I, I had this on the on the list of things to talk about, and I took it off, okay. but I'm gonna put it back on. If Uh-oh. we cannot talk about it, if it's yeah, not I reserve your, the right. I don't know what's yeah, coming. Yeah, you but should I absolutely the right. reserve the right. But okay, the planet scale pricing page, okay, to me Uh-oh. is not is very very bad. It's a bad pricing. Okay, page. great feedback. Um, Tell me what do you what do you see? Planetscale.com because when pricing. I go because it's like what we're talking about now. It's like oh, you're using single store and like to me the planet scale pricing page it's telling you that it's not for big use cases. Like if you have a billion rows, don't come here. Cause like the, the top tier is $39, right? And like you can make it go up to $9.99 and even then you're only getting eight CPUs, and 30 gigs of RAM. It just feels very focused on the like side projects, small projects. Really startup. interesting. It doesn't, speak to me that like this is where you want your big heavy enterprise use cases because um, of the pricing i mean the maximum you can even define is 999 it's like i mean nobody spends 999 on a database uh, like an enterprise scale right like that's like very small amount of money yeah so, and our enterprise customers don't spend that by the way of we course like inter- i know there's the custom pricing right and yeah. you can go talk to enterprise and i'm a little bit more in the middle because it's like we have a an enterprise right. use case in terms of quantity of data to some degree but we don't we're we're a very tiny company so it's a little bit i'm the founder so i'm looking at it like what can i see on this pricing page first like a middle manager some other company that's like oh yeah contact them for enterprise support and i'm sure they'll go into it and i know planet scale does all this stuff so i'm not even saying for me because i know that it's technically capable of a large project yeah yeah, yeah, totally i feel like this doesn't convey that like if you go to the single store pricing page yeah let's see that it's like, I mean, it's not as nice a pricing page as this. So this pricing That's page is sure. a nicer pricing page, right? But it's Suck like, it. hey, you want terabytes of memory? Sure, we could do terabytes of memory, like whatever you want. All right, so I'm so, looking at cloud. You're not doing self-managed. You're doing cloud. Yeah, we're doing cloud. Uh, I, I mean, it is kind of, I do have a potentially self-managed use case, but I'm presuming I'm going to go cloud. But the top price model here has... Oh, they've got terabytes of RAM. So, okay, I like, see. They have a uh, see more <coughs> want more detailed pricing and sizing. Yeah, to go to the detailed pricing to break it all. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, 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 yeah. I'm pretty sure that this is negotiable. So I don't think oh, this surely, is. Oh, surely. Yes. Uh, you know, when you're getting 24 terabytes of RAM, yes, list prices like this. Are, yeah, but it does convey okay. a certain amount of like, hey, somebody's using this thing with 24 terabytes of memory. 
like that's a pretty huge database, right? So for sure, yeah. Um, and and basically infinite storage and yeah, yeah, three thousand yeah, 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 yeah. CPUs, right? So that is conveying that like you want a sharded, you know, you need a sharded yeah. large scale database. Yes, this is what we do here. Good um, lord, they twelve hundred dollars per hour. It's a little pricey at the top. S three eighty four. Well, I have no idea. Like at this this resources, we may charge something similar, but just right. seeing. Twelve hundred dollars per hour is like good God. Um, it's, a little, it's a little pricey. I'm hoping that's why I'm gotta watch the size of my columns here. I can't be like Yes, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. You gotta keep your <laughs> You gotta keep your enums yeah. small. Keep my enums in line. But anyway. Um that's interesting. So what you're saying, if I can repeat it back to you, is that yeah. um the way that our pricing page is signaling is that uh well, to rephrase, our pricing page signals that we don't have many really really large workloads because we max out at 8v cpus and 32 gigs of ram in the in the like self-serve self slider scale your own thing right yeah i don't know it just feels small you know it just feels like this is for smaller things like i could have a smaller thing that fits in here and that makes sense right but like yep is it actually for if i need a terabyte of memory like doesn't it doesn't feel that way. Like, even though I'm okay. sure it can do it because I know you and I know the company more than the average person, but I'm just saying sure. like, that's what strikes me when you see like 0, 29, 39. Like, that's what you see on the pricing page. Right, like, right, right. Eh. Again, the, for some customers, that's what they want to see. It's like, oh, great. This is like less expensive than Amazon or equivalent. I don't know, you know, it's yeah. a little hard to compare Apple apples, but it's like reasonable. And, but if I have a bigger project, I don't know. Yeah. It kind of feels like maybe it's not set up for that. So that's no, it's great. Yeah, that's great. My that's really stuff. helpful. We're not getting fortunately. Uh, fortunately, trouble. no, that's fine. Fortunately, pricing <laughs> is not my uh, bailiwick, yeah, and it's not my area of expertise. And so it's like, yeah. great. I love that feedback. I get to hand it on to somebody right. who will know what to do with it. That's perfect. <laughs> maybe they've tested it all. It's like, no, we get twice and the size for this one, right? Yeah. Who knows? Like, yeah, um, just my off the cup thing when it came up the other day, and I was looking at it, but. Uh, yeah, the single store is kind of interesting because, and we'll, we can talk about this more, and it'll be cool to get some comparison with what PlanetScale does. Um, but there's some interesting things that the uh, single store provides that's a little different than MySQL because it's not MySQL. Um, it's not. Yeah, right. that's what so, I will be most curious to hear about as you go on is because it is, I think it's MemSQL is the old name of it. Because it the is, old name. yeah, not actually MySQL. Um, right. I'll be curious if you run into any like any showstoppers or problems or something yeah um, because it it not in a, like a not in a derogatory way it pretends to be mysql and so you like you're kind of lulled into thinking this is mysql right because right. it's like wire compatible it's very compatible with mysql but it's not right. actually mysql right. um so that'll be which is my, ho- which is my hope <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah that'll but be good content. interesting edge things because like um so my sequels full text index yep. is not great. Um, yeah, okay. I mean, it's fine, right, for small. But again, when you throw in yep. hundreds of gigabytes, it doesn't really like that too much. No. Uh, whereas like the single store full text, which is MySQL compatible in terms of syntax, is built mm-hmm. on Lucene. So yeah. presumably it will be more performant. I'm sure it will have its own little things, but... I'm hoping it's more performant um, since it's actually based on Lucene, which is what even Elasticsearch is based. Everything's based on right. top of Lucene. So will it be better? I don't know. So far, it's fine, but I haven't put 200 million rows in there either. Right. So we will see. Um, 
So I'm gonna like that was that's actually in my app service provider. Nobody even brought up. I, I had to build no, a little I, I saw single it. store search engine. Oh, I definitely <laughs> so, saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, you know I saw that. Yeah. So like, will we be able to push that really far, which is my hope, or will it be like, no, we have to like offload this to a dedicated search service right. at some point yeah. or whatever? Um, which Mailey, really Melly, Miley, search, whatever, whatever it is. Uh, the, that thing is definitely can't handle it. That thing is like. Uh, I guess that's true. It's a little hobby yeah, for your scale, built, huh? It's not built for any real data amounts. Like as soon as you get to like even like ten or twenty gigs of data, like the index is like a two hundred gigs or something. Holy! And like, yeah, it's not built for substantial workloads. It's for like oh, e-commerce sites and things like that. Um, but yeah, it's not really built for heavy lifting of terabytes. And of Algolia data. is just prohibitively expensive. Oh, at that, I, at that I like price. Algolia. Yeah, I would it's love great, to use Algolia. It's great, great product. But yeah, it's insane. It's like, yeah, a zillion dollars for, yes. uh, yeah, I, I don't know how anybody uses it. Again, it's like, I don't, uh, if I have an e-commerce platform, fine. It's like, here's my 1,000 products and I get, well, and that can maybe work, but. We used know. it at Resolute at the property tax firm. I implemented okay. it and we, you know, we paid handsomely, but at that stage, handsomely is like what, $200 a month. Yeah. I mean, and that, so for us, handsome is like, yeah, that's a lot of money, but it's world-class and like we don't have that much data and so yeah. i wonder god I just i don't know yeah they're they're prohibitively expensive once you once you get too yeah, far it's crazy i mean two two thousand dollars a month i'd be like yeah great let's do it but like yeah. it's not going to be anywhere near that um at least last time i looked which was only a few months back uh but you should call them they do like you I know guess I could. this enterprise pricing is it's I just know, like it's, it's totally made up it could be it does actually seem like a little bit it's sort of interesting they do have a little bit even this pricing looks a little different than last i looked uh 50 cents per hundred thousand goofy looking page it's a little tricky to follow um i should give them another look just in case but i think it does get to be pretty yeah it's like 40 cents per. oh yeah there you go see it's like the baseline's fine but then it's 40 cents per thousand records i mean we have customers who add a thousand records a day or more like so uh, yeah and at that point you really have to be careful what you're what you're running through scout like what your index laravel scout what you're indexing Mm. because you're just gonna end up getting totally hosed on pricing right yeah yeah, with that i'm trying to be careful anyway not i'm trying to really index just what has to be indexed it's sort of weird we get in this weird this is a whole other thing we could talk about at some point but like when you have a help desk ticket Mm. like i'm sort of tempted to just index the initial request and the solving request and not the like 30 emails in between, which forth. are just kind of pulled with a bunch of BS. Um, and current help spot, it's all indexed. Um, how often Jeez. are people really searching for the 10th email in a thread from four years ago? Like not that often. From but four years ago, there, not that often. You know? <laughs> like, but from six tricky. months ago, maybe. Maybe. I know. And then you could get into the game of like, well, do we have like a hot table right. with like yeah. more recent yeah. data, but then we drop it off over time. Like, so it does, it gets complicated, but um, yeah. my, so default, I would like to just shove everything in there because that's simpler, but right. yeah, we'll see. Might not be optimal scale wise. Um, lots to talk yeah. about there. Well, a lot of that's a lot. Yeah, there, that's but, good content. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Anything else going on we need to cover? I don't think so. Going to go get All the right. keys and go take a picture and start this whole, you know, plan scale studios era i'm excited all right man we'll have fun with that thanks everybody for listening good to be back on the mic um check us out at mostlytechnical.com, mostly tech pod on twitter we'll be posting up i'm sure video snippets and all that and then mostly technical podcast at gmail you can email us and we're 
We're starting fresh. We're checking <laughs> New Year. This year, this year we'll read them. Well, we always read them, but like, we've we've addressed them before. But this last one is too big a gap. Like everything's from like I can't get into like DHH and once again we covered that enough. Like we can't yeah. can't get into that stuff. So, all right, thanks, man. Have a good one. All right, see ya.